Hey guys, this is Brandon from Rambles with Brandon. Yay, back again for another conversation. Um, so, uh, as you see, my camera keeps like doing this thing where it's like, I don't know, going from dark to light, dark to light. Anyways, so, um, I really, like I mentioned, I think I have set in stone. I think I'm really going to start gearing my podcast and my vlog towards electric cards and green technologies and sustainability. Um, so I'm really excited. Uh, so, um, thank you guys for watching the first video and thank you for listening to, um, the first, uh, podcast of this new journey. Um, so I actually found out, I just want to say before I start today's episode, I found out that it's actually pronounced the Porsche Taycan. Taycan. Uh, Porsche actually released a whole video on YouTube on how to pronounce it. Um, you have to release a video on how to pronounce a car's name. Maybe you should consider a different name, but that's okay. So we, now we know it's Taycan, not Taken, Taycan. Um, but on today's video, I really wanted to um, discuss a podcast. Can't forget that I'm recording at the same time. Thank you, podcast listeners. Um, I wanted to discuss... Um, local legislations, you know, some things that are like happening in my city with electric vehicles. Um, and then some things that like, uh, well, one particular news article, um, and it kind of deals with the sales approach to how some dealerships and manufacturers are trying to go with their cars. Um, so to start off, um, I live in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, Cleveland has always been kind of the hub for steel, uh, for uh, industrial, uh, parts of the city, industrial revolution. I don't know. I'm not really good at history, but, um, they, the, Cleveland has been getting better. I will just say, you know, the, the city has been getting cleaner. There's been a new approach to technology, which is good. You know, we're not standing still. However, I feel like Cleveland still has that stigma that it's the city that the river caught on fire. <laughs> if anything can happen, Cleveland can prove that water can be polluted enough to catch on fire. Um, so if you guys aren't from Cleveland, you know, look up the Cuyahoga River fire uh, that happened many years ago. It's cleaner. Now, I would never, ever want to swim in it or drink anything or eat anything from it. Um, but I, I wanted to discuss some things that are happening in Cleveland, um, with electric vehicles, sustainability, and some of the new, um, approaches to technology. So, um, technology in a green way. Uh, if I decided to talk about technology, it would be everywhere. This conversation would never end and you guys would love this podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, but so, um, you know, so electric cars, we'll, we'll just start with electric cars. So, uh, for my personal story, um, I have always been fascinated with electric cars. Um, I love, you know, the technology. I love how there's new companies that aren't exactly like the legacy automakers like GM, Chrysler, Ford, um, you know, the, those companies, um, that have always kind of been stuck in their ways. So it's always been really exciting to see these new companies come around, uh, like Tesla, um, Rivian, uh, there's, uh, Fisker. Well, it's now Karma. <laughs> um, but, um, and, and also seeing, you know, the legacy automakers realize that, you know, it's, it's time to go electric and electrify your vehicles. You know, whether it's a plug-in hybrid, if it's a mild hybrid system, if it's a full electric, um, it's, it's, it's time. So Cleveland is 
slowly making its way <laughs> to that. And and if you look on the map um, of the the charging stations, if you go to PlugShare, there's not a lot in Cleveland. There's some, and it's expanding, um, but it, it could be better. Um, <laughs> I will just say that the, the map of charging stations could definitely be better. It could definitely be improved. But there's a lot of uh, there's a, there's a good handful in Cleveland. Um, like there's one at the Cleveland Clinic. There's a few at University Hospital. Um, there's well, actually no, there's a few at the clinic. Uh, mostly for employees, but they're there. Um, and then there's uh, there's which is a cool fun fact. And here comes history back around. So there's a uh, building in on the east side of Cleveland. It's called the Baker Electric Building. And what the Baker Electric Building is, is it, so right now it's a part of Cleveland that they're calling Midtown. And um, Midtown is kind of like this tech hub that's starting to come around. You know, there's some, uh, there's some uh, code boot camps there. There's some other technology companies. There's a lot of healthcare. Um, the Cleveland Clinic and UH is in that area, University Circle. Um, but Cleveland, believe it or not, Ohio actually was a big part of the electric car start uh, revolution, uh, you know, almost 100 years ago or longer. Um, believe it or not, electric cars actually were the main, they were supposed to be the main form of transportation uh, for at least the automotive industry back in the day. Um, they started off as lead acid batteries, which <laughs> we most of us know that those are mainly meant for uh, you know, like the, the, uh, cannot think, <laughs> you know, lead as lead acid batteries are mainly like the 12 volt batteries that you find in, uh, vehicles. And so they were, they were powered by that. Um, however, uh, you know, the, the electrical infrastructure at the time wasn't so far widespread. Uh, sometimes, you know, the batteries, <laughs> the, the lead acid batteries, um, had a tendency to overcharge, which could cause fires and whatever, um, now, you know, gasoline, gasoline is incredibly flammable, so I'm just going to throw that out there. But, um, you know, back in the day, uh, electric cars were the thing. Like, they, they were a sign of wealth. Um, a lot of uh, women back in the day preferred electric cars because they were cleaner to deal with. You didn't have to deal with, or well, yeah, you didn't have to deal with acid. You didn't have to deal with oil. You didn't have to deal with stuff like that. So it was a cleaner mode of transportation. And what's really cool is that the Baker uh, Electric Building actually was uh, by the Baker Company. I think that's what the name was called. They produced electric cars, and what's really cool about that um, is that it's it's cool to think that like Cleveland kind of was the start for the electric car revolution a hundred and some years ago. Um, but the reason why I bring up the Baker Electric Building is that they they have a charger there. Um, if you go there, it's still very historical. Um, you know, they they uh, have pictures of the Baker electric car. Um, if you Google the Baker electric car, you can find a lot of information on that. Um, I know that there was quite a few companies in the Columbus, Ohio area, uh, that worked with, or that developed electric cars back in the day before, sadly, internal combustion engines took over, <laughs> but Hey, you know what? It's full circle. History is due to repeat itself. And we're in a new age where electric cars are coming back around, which is good. Um, but so, so Cleveland, um, is, 
really starting to pick up uh, with with electric vehicles, and um, and which is good because you know when it comes to air pollution, Cleveland, Akron, Ohio, Canton, Ohio, um, it was actually uh, I was reading a report on it was Electric uh, Co, which is a really good electric car blog. Um, they were discussing um, it was like a, a national report discussing air pollution, and the Cleveland, Akron, and Canton, Ohio area actually was number nine out of all the cities in the entire country for worst air pollution, <laughs> uh, which is, it's kind of scary to think about that. Um, but, you know, electric cars are coming around in this area. Um, I see Tesla Model 3s everywhere. Um, you know, the, the showroom, the Tesla showroom that I used to work at in Cleveland, um, they, uh, are, I mean, they're, they're filled with Tesla, with Teslas, with electric cars. If you drive by, there's Model S's, X's, 3's everywhere. Um, they're delivering like crazy. Um, I know when I worked there, the, the delivery period was insane, but it was always so rewarding to see people get so excited about these cars. So it's exciting to see these cars there, you know, like all over Cleveland. Um, I know that there's, uh, there's a, um, a company, um, they're trying to do a ride share with electric vehicles. Uh, it's called REV. Um, I uh, know the owner, I've met him through some of the um, car meetups, which there's drive, and you can see the beautiful sun coming in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna shut that blind. Um, whoa, look at that. Now it's not natural at all because I have LED lights right there. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, there's a group in uh, Northeast Ohio called Drive Electric Northeast Ohio. I think that's what it's called. Um, it's it's Drive Electric Northeast Ohio. It's Drive Electric Cleveland. There's the, I'm pretty sure it's Drive Electric Northeast Ohio. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool group of people. Um, you know, we we do events. Uh, year-round. Um, I think it just really depends on the amount of cars and coffees who, you know, wants to be there. Um, but you can see electric cars from manufacturers from Chevy, Tesla, um, there's some BMWs, um, a lot of, a lot of Teslas, but you can, you see that, you know, more people are so interested in electric cars. So it's, it's really exciting to see that. Um, and, uh, I know that some of the suburbs are starting to get into it. A lot of private businesses are starting to put in charging stations, uh, and really help expand the infrastructure, uh, which is great. You know, it's, it's awesome to see stuff like that. Um, but I'm going to take a break. Um, and after the break, um, I'm going to discuss some uh, legislation uh, that was actually passed. Um, well, they're, they're trying to get it to pass uh, in Colorado. Um, so after this, my podcast listeners will hear a word from our sponsor, uh, the Anchor app. And my YouTube watchers, I will talk to you in a second. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Um, so for the second part of this episode, um, I wanted to discuss um, direct sales and, um, you know, some legislations uh, that some states are trying to pass, um, specifically Colorado. Um, actually, that's mainly the one that I want to discuss. Um, so, uh, for those who don't know what direct sales is, it's a sales, uh, method to directly sell a product to a customer or someone or a consumer. So, 
uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, manufacturers who um, is doing this right now is Tesla. Uh, you know, their showrooms are mostly what you would consider uh, galleries. Uh, a lot of customers go in there, you know, they work with a product specialist at the time. It was called that. I think it's a customer experience specialist now. Um, they would work with the customer to inform the customer, go on test drives. And then, you know, if they wanted to, you could, they would help them through, um, the, the process of ordering. Um, so mainly it, it's, it, it's just like going on Amazon, you know, you type in your credit card and you buy a car, uh, online. So, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, that, that, you know, it's a very unique mentality or a, a sales method, um, and it's one that I personally like, you know, I, I know personally, I hate going to a dealership and being hassled and having to deal with price negotiations and, and, uh, you know, just spending hours <laughs> trying to get a car. Like it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's very time consuming. So for me, I can appreciate a direct sales, uh, method. However, a lot of, um, a lot of dealerships in, you know, a lot of like the, the unions, they don't like it. You know, it, it, it can impact, uh, you know, jobs. It can impact how, uh, people work, um, you know, with, uh, commission money, it, it can impact a lot of that. And, um, you know, business owners, especially people who own dealerships are fighting it. So it's, it's, it's a very unique way to sell a product. Um, so, you know, the, the reason why I bring up a direct sales method is that, Tesla has continuously struggled to sell in certain states because a lot of the dealers will um, will lobby against their um, their legislation trying to allow them to legally directly sell cars in certain states. And I can't exactly remember which states are um, illegal. I know Michigan, for obvious reason, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the big three, um, they definitely fought that. Um, I, I know for Ohio legally, they were only allowed to have three sale or stores, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Columbus. Um, and, uh, some of the other states, uh, have a limitation on how many stores they can, they can have, or if they can sell cars there at all, you know, like some of the customers, for example, from Michigan, would actually have to come from Cleveland to come get their vehicles. Um, so it can kind of create an issue uh, or a challenge to get an electric car from, from Tesla. But um, so the reason why I wanted to talk about this, uh, so uh, Colorado uh, was trying to pass two legislations. Uh, the first one was a bill called HB 1325. So what that is, is that they're calling it the electric car manufacturers uh, may sell directly to consumers. And I'm looking at my other screen. So, <laughs> um, so it was voted down. And the, the reason is, is because um, the, the wordage was really, you know, geared towards uh, uh, selling an electric car. Um, you know, doing direct uh, sales. And a lot of a lot of the, the startups and, you know, these companies that are starting to grow um, don't exactly, uh, they can't have the infrastructure of dealerships. I mean, they could, but it would cost a lot of money to do that. So they, they would rather cut out the middleman of having the dealership and sell the car directly to you, the consumer. So um, I, the reason why that this was voted down is um, a lot of the... Um, the Democratic-controlled uh, House of Representatives in Colorado, 
that I could speak. I know my legal terminology. <laughs> um, they, uh, they felt like it was very biased towards one manufacturer. And in this case, it's uh, Rivian, which is a, um, an electric car manufacturer. Uh, they are electric adventure manufacturers. So they are working to make a truck and an SUV, which is they're really, really cool cars. Um, and uh, so they are uh, electric adventure cars or vehicles. Um, so they, you know, they, they have been, um, they've been getting a lot of good press. They've been getting good investments. Uh, Amazon invested, I think it was $700 million. Ford invested $500 million. Um, so, you know, they, they are growing and they are becoming more established as time goes by, which is great. You know, we need more electric cars. Um, but some of the house representative in Colorado felt like it was very biased directly towards, uh, Rivian. Um, so they voted it down. Um, so I don't know exactly what that means as far as next steps, you know, for Rivian, uh, they, they may have to figure out another sales method, which I hope they do because I think Colorado would be a perfect state for Rivian, uh, to sell their vehicles. Um, but the, the other one that I wanted to talk about, because it's something that as an electric car driver can be the biggest pain in the butt and the biggest inconvenience is when you go to a charging station and they are, or there is a, uh, an internal combustion engine or a gas powered vehicle blocking your charger. And we call them icing. Uh, so IECE internal combustion engine or ice holes, <laughs> uh, for, you know, other terminology. It is so frustrating and so just, oh my God, it, it just, it's, it's almost heartbreaking, you know, when you get to a charging station, uh, that is iced over. And, um, especially like if you need to charge, like if you need to charge to get home and there is someone who is driving a gas powered vehicle blocking you, gas powered drivers or gas, you know, drivers, listen to this. If you're watching this, do not park in EV stations or places that, uh, or EV chargers don't park there. Okay. Just don't do it because it's, it's very inconvenient. It's, it's a waste of time. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's frustrating. Like, you know, you're, you're blocking, like we wouldn't do that to you at a gas pump. Like that's not something that we would do. So, and plus I'm pretty sure that our car would be towed if we did that, which <laughs> this is brings up, that's perfectly way into this. So, so Colorado and another legislation or another bill that they're trying to pass, it's called HB 1298. And what this does is that, um, it will, um, Basically, it's focused on gasoline-powered cars parking in EV charging spaces. Um, so what that is, uh, there, there, it hasn't passed yet, but there is violations. If you are driving a gas-powered vehicle and you park in a charging spot, uh, there is a $150 fine and there is a $32 surcharge. And I'm pretty sure if you don't move uh, your vehicle, you could get towed depending on what the signage is. Um, and that brings me into a personal story. When I drove my Chevy Volt, I, I, so I went to Kent State University in Kent, Ohio, and Kent is a very, very, uh, forward thinking, innovative college. Um, so they had some charging stations at the time. They only had two. One was for, uh, a, uh, fire safety vehicle, which was a Chevy Volt. And then they had a public one where I parked and there, I'll never forget. I got my car. And Kent is a very big spaced out campus. And I parked, you know, uh, 
Um, no, 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 no. That's not that's not how this story played out. Um, I I remember I showed up to the charger and I was so excited to charge my car and everything, and there was a Toyota Camry blocking it, and I I was so mad. Yes, I had the gas powered generator to produce gas or no to produce electricity to power my car, but that's besides the point. I didn't want to have to deal with that. I wanted to charge my car like an electric car and save on emissions. So I called parking services and I watched that car get towed with a smile on my face. And then I pulled in and charged my car. <laughs> so if the signage is saying, you know, this is a clear violation, unless you're charging your vehicle, you can be towed. I would just heed that warning because your car could get towed. Um, but I think, you know, my personal opinion on this bill, um, I think it's great. I think every state should um, have something like this. That uh, even if the, you know, like if a state didn't have a bill to regulate things, I think business owners should put signs that say, unless you're charging, your car will get towed. I think it's just a good warning to have that your car possibly could get towed. You know, that way it leaves the charging spots open for electric vehicles so people can get home uh, or, you know, they can drive green. Like I, it's just, it's common sense, you know, electric cars, we're not going to go block your gas pumps. <laughs> So don't do it to our charging spots. Um, but anyways, you know, so so for today's episode, uh, thank you guys for listening and for watching. I'm really glad that I've been able to do this. It's been a good outlet for me, and I'm really excited to give you guys more news uh, and updates on electric cars um, So and sustainable technology. Um, but once again, uh, if you guys would like, uh, please follow me on Twitter at Brandon Rambles. That's B-R-A-N-D-A-N Rambles. And please check out my Facebook page, which is Rambles with Brandon. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's going to change. It will probably stay Rambles with Brandon, even though I'm going to be discussing, you know, green technologies. Um, but yeah, so thank you again, guys, for letting me ramble. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you guys soon.